Well, good afternoon and welcome to another edition of the Star Owls with myself, Steve Jones, and our Owls correspondents, Joe Cran and Alex Miller. As always, another chaotic week at Hillsborough. Chaotic might be stretching, actually. There's um, nothing too chaotic, but another busy week, nonetheless. Um, we're live on Facebook and Twitter, so if you've got any questions and comments, just get them in for us. Lads, we'll start with Plymouth. Uh, Joe, we'll go to you first. Am I, am I over-egging it when I say that feels like, in some ways, maybe the biggest win of the season? For me, it was the best performance of the season. Yeah, we, we were speaking about it after the game. And, you know, Wednesday have played better in patches than they have in patches against Plymouth, if that makes sense. But I think as an overall performance, I don't think Wednesday have been better. The, the fact that the two goals they conceded, they didn't really deserve to concede either. You know, the first one was an absolutely banging free kick. I mean, you can't take anything away from the lad. It was brilliant. Um, I mean, that would have been impressive. Yeah. Wouldn't have been out of place in any league in the world. And the second one was just a bit of a scramble, really. You know, I saw it went down as an own goal in the end. I I didn't know that. Um, like, it was just, yeah, I don't think that Wednesday deserved to concede any, really. And if they'd scored six or seven, I don't think that would have been sort of overly flattering either. It just felt like a really good all-round performance. And the fact that they were able to sort of keep on the keep on going when they got pegged back says a lot because I think Wednesday teams before you know crumble under that and the fact they did it quick as well you know they went 2-1 then Wednesday went 3-2 and then literally they um the, to score when you know when it was what was it was it Josh Windass picked the ball up it just come on you know Wednesday have, have just it's just gone 3-2 and you're thinking oh this could be a bit a bit tetchy now towards the end Palmer picks out Windass. Straight goal. Straight goal. And, and at that, you, you're two goals up again. And you're thinking, yeah, right, we're, we can breathe again. Maybe my match report won't go to waste. <laughs> Alex, was there a sense of deja vu, though, when that free kick went in? Yeah, it would, because Wednesday had been so dominant in that first half. Uh, I th- certainly, I, I can't speak for everyone else, but my feeling was, right, this is this is a real test. And, you did, know, did it, I call it, Alex? Yeah, he did. <laughs> Mr. Brown. Um, you know, in, in my heart of hearts, was I 100% confident that, that Wednesday would step back on and, and dominate the second half? I'll be honest, no. Um, and good on them. The, the 20 minutes after that goal was probably Wednesday's least uh, potent sort of going forward. But for me... Probably the the most impressive um, part of the game because it just it it took uh, cojones, if you like um, to to sort of yeah get through that little period and 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 just continue as they were and yeah as Joe says probably the best best performance of the season you know the, all the stuff that we've spoken about with Darren about attacking front foot football and stuff and and playing with an identity you could see that. Uh, certainly for large periods on on Saturday. So yeah, more required. Yeah. Joe, have you sensed I know we talk about the sort of the mood of the fans and it goes up and down and, and that's understandable sometimes. Have you sensed a change in the mood? Is it on the way back up? I win always does that. I win always on the way back up. <laughs> I, I haven't seen I haven't seen this time and, I, and maybe I just haven't seen it myself. I haven't seen the the sort of gunk hoism after this win yeah. that we've seen after previous ones. I so there's no, still... there's no new baby Darrens in Hillsborough just yet? No, not, not just yet. No. When, he, when he wins promotion, maybe. maybe. Uh, but no, I, th- I think, yeah, it, it does feel like people have gone, that's more like it, this is good. 
maybe maybe Theo leaving isn't the end of the world because obviously Mendes Lang had a good game. You know, all the, all the kind of narratives that fit into that. And I, and I do think that it toned down the the hatred a little bit. But it, it's always simmering. You know, it's always going to be there. And that, it, I, I'm just glad that, that, like I say, I'm glad that there wasn't like an over, right, we've won 4-2, this is a corner turn, everything's going to go, blah, 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 you know, that usual thing. That's not, you know, that's not happened this time around. And I'm I'm quite glad about that because I do think if we can, you know, manage to stay a little bit, bit more level-headed with the wins and with the defeats, then everyone's in a better space with that. Yeah, I was talking to our more experienced colleague, and I don't think that's offended him, James Shields. Um, and he always gives me a ticking off about sort of reading too much into a, any result, whether it's a win, draw or a loss. And I think that's sometimes is very true. We sort of, you have to accept that football teams are going to lose matches now and then, etc. Yeah. Darren's, Darren's mad with that before. I've never seen a manager as as level as Darren is. I, was, I asked him after the Plymouth game, because you, you look at his demeanour and the way he talks to the media and all that kind of stuff, he might as well have, have just lost to Sunderland. He doesn't change. You know, the way he talks to you doesn't change the way that he sort of stands. And and that, I think, must be a really difficult thing to do. To not, you know, as a, as a manager where all the pressure's on you, to not get carried away and either hammer your players or, you know, go on about how well the plan worked or how good the players were, to, to stay that sort of at that level point must be, must be quite difficult. I've heard of a few experienced managers that, actually choose not to say anything immediately after the game because through fear that their emotions might take over and that, you know, they might say something and might regret later on. Let's move on to the press conference. Obviously, you've just come out of that. Plenty of talking points, as always. Um, start with an injury roundup. Alex, Shea Dunkley and Olamide Shadipo. It sounds like it's going to be a little while before we see them, unfortunately. Yeah, um, confirmed what we, we sort of knew, knew really, but... Um... Yeah, it's going to be a few weeks for both of them. Uh, it was certainly um, insinuated in in terms of Shea and and Mida. It sort of confirmed, as I say, our our suspicions on both hamstrings as well, both soft tissue, uh, which will be particularly galling. You know, Darren's people at the club have spoken about the need to uh, to improve their sort of injury record with with soft tissue. So yeah, that that'll that'll sting a bit, no doubt. Um, but yeah, here's what it is. You know, they're in a better position than they were a few weeks ago. We're not going to go the rest of the season without without injuries. So um, they've, they've sort of they've proven that they can stick in and around the uh, the fringes of the the playoff places while sort of fighting these fires in the in the treatment room. And you know, the the big test now for them, of course, is is to see if they can. Penetrate the playoff places um, and and yeah, step into it. And because these injuries will will likely always be there. Yeah, Joe. Any news on anyone who might be coming back this weekend? No, no. Uh, Darren said that the the guys that are injured are pretty much still injured. They said the the only one that's close is Florian Camberry, and and that probably will come too soon from this weekend. He said it's more likely that will be there for for next week. If he's saying that on the Friday. Chances are he's not going to make it. Uh, yeah, but yeah that's the main the main situation at the minute. It it seems like they're going to have effectively the same squad that they they dealt with with Plymouth. And look, they got the job done there. So you know if they can if they can play like they did against Plymouth again, they'll have they'll have. Uh, I don't think they'll have any worries. Yeah, we obviously know Nathaniel Mendes Lang and his situation come up in the press conference. Um, a little bit of fan mail coming in. Alex, obviously the good news is he's staying put. 
Yeah, yeah, it appears he's he's there to the end of the season. Uh, so in the last twenty four hours, I'm sure people have seen uh, reports from the star, um, from myself, uh, about his situation. Look, my information was and still is um, that his, his contract in in one way or another ended on uh, well tomorrow uh, after after the game. Certainly over the weekend, um, multiple sources close to the club. Um, and yeah, the, those sources have uh, continued to corroborate the story. So yeah, I'm confused more than anything. I'm certainly not calling anyone a liar. Um, but yeah, but yeah, conf- confusion is is probably the word. Um, but yeah, you know, clearly a good player. Clearly has uh, stolen hearts with that that performance against Plymouth. Um, and it was a performance that was needed, I think. Um, off the back of the the Corbin who meltdown to have someone play in his position and, and do so well, get a goal and assist. It yeah, it was a really uh, timely performance. Definitely, yeah. Joe, obviously, transfer wise, uh, well, transfers they came up. Um, I saw a story earlier this week that you think Kieran Brennan may well be headed out on loan sometime soon because of Jordan Story's arrival. Do you anticipate then that Jordan Story may well go straight into the team? He's been given the green light, you know. He's as far as I'm aware, he's he's been registered. He's got a squad number, so if Darren wants to use him this weekend, he can. Whether he's sort of deemed fit enough or not, you know, that's up to that's up to Darren. He's had a couple of days training with him. He might he might think that he needs a little bit longer. He might think, yeah, chuck him straight in. So we'll have to wait and see on that. But yeah, I I, I don't think I don't think it'll be too long. Uh, if not tomorrow, I, I don't think it'll be too long before we see Jordan's story. On Kieran Brennan, I think it's just it. It's one of those where there's a lot of moving parts at the minute. And I think that from a Wednesday perspective, there's a lot sort of going on behind the scenes. And that's not just incomings, it's outgoings as well. There's, and, and Kieran Bennett could stay, you know, he could stay. But if Wednesday sort of look at his situation and say, right, he's not going to get a load of game time for us. We think we could send him out and he can play, you know, 15, 16 games before the season ends. It, it would seem a prudent thing to do because, you know, Kieran is a, we've all watched him play. We, Kieran's a player who's got, undeniable you know potential and a, a, a bit of a, a spell out somewhere else you know could do in the world of good but that again this like I say it's moving parts so that could change in an instant I, I can't turn around now and say he's definitely gonna go out on loan because he might not uh, I just think that it it could also be a you know it could also change if another centre-back comes in if another centre-back comes in I would imagine that they will be actively trying to get Kieran out because at that point you know he 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 probably does fall down the picking order a little bit. And the last thing that Kieran Brennan needs now is uh, a period just playing under 23 football again. That's the last thing he needs. Yeah, we'll come on to that elusive left centre-back in a minute. Alex, do you think a loan move might be the best thing for Kieran Brennan? Personally, I think he, he has looked a little raw, maybe sort of kind of levelled out performance-wise since he came into the side. That's just a personal opinion. but Yeah, possibly. I think, look, the bottom line is if he's not, if he's not going to play, you know, if Wednesday can get another defender in, if... You know, it, it may well be that Wednesday looking at going back to a, a back four, you know, and then the, the number of spots for a, a centre-half uh, diminishes, doesn't it? So, uh, yeah, if he's not going to play, then get him out on loan. You know, it's, it's good that the club have done what they've done in getting him down to another another couple of years and, and seeing how it develops because he's got, for me, he's got sort of the raw bits. You know, he, he, he heads very well. He can play a bit with the ball. Uh, he's a little bit wiry, I think. You know, it, it will be a, a goal of the club to to maybe beef him up a little bit. Um, 
but I've said it before on here, it's his confidence. You know, whenever we've spoken to him, um, he's he's come across, you know, beyond his years um, and that'll, that'll stand him in good stead. He's a, he's a very Darren Moore centre-back as well, isn't he? Because he can play, you know, like mm. the, the, his ability on the ball, I think it, because of how Darren wants to build up at Wednesday, he'll look at Kieran and go, this is the sort of player I can work with. Yeah, I've seen him half a dozen times. I think for me, that's what stands out the most is is the fact that he can play out from the back. It looks very, very comfortable as well. He loves a diag as well. He's got mm. some serious ability on those long balls. There's nothing like a. I love that phrase, quarterback pass in football. Too. <laughs> yeah. So, Joe, left centre back. Any more news? Any updates? Are we any closer? No, no, not at the minute. The, there was quite a bit of talk about Hayden Roberts at one point. You know, as far as I can tell, that one's gone a little bit quiet. I don't think they're they're really pushing that one at the minute. We'll have to see what happens. Again, it's just one of those windows where it, there's a lot of domino effects going on. You know, I think when, with a lot of the moves that are, that are sort of being touted around, they are cases of they might happen, but only if this, this and this happen. So, you know, Wednesday signing a new another centre-back might be dependent on, you know, a club in the Premier League signing somebody else and that going off, you know, and that sort of chain reaction. So, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be keeping an eye on it. I, I don't think, well, uh, there's certainly nothing imminent at this point in time, but yeah, the, the Hayden Roberts thing has gone has gone quiet. I, I don't think, and again, never talking, you know, definites, but I, I, I don't think that one's going to happen now, but we'll see. We'll see. I, I think one centre-back was the main thing. And if they are going to go to a back four, which is, you know, me and Alex have both heard that that could be, you know, a potential, you know, and Darren said to me the other day that that if if it was up to him and it wasn't with the injuries, then he would have changed the formation and stuff. So the back four is definitely on the cards. And if they're playing a back four, then, you know, possibly a left back is more important than getting another centre-back in the door. Where's Jaden Brown? Is he injured or is he just out of the picture at the moment? No, he's just not selected. Just not selected. He's, um, you know, we've asked about Jaden Brown multiple times and Davin's just kind of said this is going to be how it is this season there'll be players in and out of the side and I think I think there's a with Jaden Brown a lot of people forget how young he is he's only 22 you know he's he's not a player I, th- I think because he came in and he, he you know he had a few really good games when he when he first started and I think people forget that he's a young player you know you he's, he's only like a he's only a year older than than Delhi Bashiru is for instance you know and, and we everyone talks about Fizz like he's some you know kid new kid on the block that's just learned the ropes Jim's only a year above that so you know he's Davin's obviously got his reasons for for not picking him I think we will see more of him towards the end of the season it's just a case of when Darren feels like the, the best games for him to play yeah we'll move on to some good news Alex the future of Hillsborough is secure um can you just talk us through a little bit of what that deal is and, and what it means in sim- in the simplest terms you can Seems a very, very, very long time since I wrote that story this morning. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, it's great work from the the Sheffield Wednesday Supporters Trust. Um, it's a asset of community value. That's that's what they call it. It's basically a protective order. Obviously, the um, stadium doesn't belong. It's not. It's not one of Sheffield Wednesday's assets in the uh, accounting manoeuvre of of two thousand nineteen. That. I don't think anyone wants to go into too much detail about. Is that um, what we're calling it now officially? An accounting manoeuvre. An accounting manoeuvre. I've, I've, I've trademarked that phrase. I'm having that. <laughs> um, and yeah, you know, uh, the stadium in a roundabout way 
belongs to a, a separate company that is controlled by De Fontanciere. Now, there's there's no real suggestion you know, that there would be any uh, impropriety or, or um, I don't know, sinister you know motives behind that. Um, it was an accounting manoeuvre that that was felt was the best for the club at that time. But basically, this uh, ACV uh, safeguards the the future of the the stadium. You know, it can't be bulldozed in the future for whatever reason. It's you know, there's no change of, of purpose for it. It will remain a football stadium and uh, extra scrutiny on um, any planning permission that goes with it and all that sort of stuff. So it's a precaution. It's a very sort of far away precaution, but it's certainly a uh, a good move, a positive move, and and just put any any sort of lagging doubts as to the future of the uh, the stadium to to rest. It goes, I think, sort of ticks over every five years. So there'll be a another uh, box ticking session to to redo that. But yeah, good work from the the trust, uh, the politicians that were involved, and uh, yeah, it's all gone through the the council as well. Good news. Um, just while we're on lagging doubt, Joe Bailey Kadamatri, Um are we sort of... That sounds overly negative, Steve. No, I was going to say, should we be worried? <laughs> now, look, the, the thing with Bailey is he's a 16-year-old kid who's got a very, very good eye for goal and he's playing at an academy where people look at him. That That's that's ultimately where we're at with Bailey. Um, I've obviously heard a while back that that West Ham and Brentford were keeping an eye on him. I've heard since then that that West Ham have actively made inquiries about sort of his availability. It's tough at the minute because there's nothing anyone can do really. You know, if if a if a Premier League club decide that they want to throw money at him, that, that no one can stop them doing that. As long as they're happy to pay the compensation, then it is what it is. Wednesday, I've seen quite a lot of people sort of criticising Wednesday, saying why haven't we got this lad tied up yet? I mean, the simple answer is because it's illegal. You know, we, we, we can't, you know, we, he can only be given a pro contract when he turns 17 and that's only in May. So it's not even like he's, you know, close to 17. He's only halfway through being 16 years old. So that's, that's something that is, it, it will only really be rectified down the line. And that, the, the one good thing that I have heard is that Bailey is very, very happy at Wednesday. He's been there since he was nine years old. He considers himself to be a Wednesday. And I think, you know, he's, he's with his dad. His dad obviously play, used to play for Everton. You know, he burst on the scene as a youngster. He's got a, he's got an old man there that you, you would like to think will be able to keep him on the straight and narrow. So whatever decision is made, you know, that will be made with the best interest of the player at, at heart. And you can't really ask for any more than that. You know, there's there's going to be interest in him because he's a... He's a he's a quite a big lad for his age. Like I say, he scored a lot of goals, and not just this season either. It's consistently, you know, since he's been sort of coming up through the ranks at Wednesday. So it's natural that people are going to be watching him, and you just hope that Wednesday have got some sort of plan uh, in the works. I asked Darren about it today again, and Darren was saying how he he sort of does get very involved with the youngsters and making sure there's a pathway there, and you know, trying to make sure that the things get tied up as quickly as possible. So I think, in that regard, we're we're in pretty good hands. If if something happens, you can't really blame Wednesday for it at this point in time. Let's move on to Oxford. Uh, Ryan Dock, as he says, he wants to see the same team from last week kept. Alex, would you agree with that? Yeah, I could, I, I could see it. You know, it, it was such a good performance, and 
the manner of the performance, as we've already said, uh, was yeah, very, very impressive. Um, trying to think of play- Canberra is not going to be about from from what Darren's just told us. Um, I suppose the one temptation might be to bring in Josh Windass if if he's fit and, and available. Um, and of course, you know Jordan Story. You know, does he come straight in the team? He's not played a lot over the well. He's not played at all for the for the last month or so. But he's he certainly had a couple of days training. Um, so yeah, well, you know, those are probably the two. I can't can't think of anyone else that's that's sort of banging down the door. Also comes down to to Darren and his um, management of the squad. You know, we, we've mentioned them with us quite a lot of games coming up and whether we might be tempted just to keep some legs fresh there. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting. I certainly wouldn't uh, have too much of an issue with, with Wednesday keeping the same side. Yeah, two ex-Wednesday players in the Oxford squad, Joe. I don't know about you, but I always, it always triggers a bit of anxiety when I see that, especially when they're starting. Yeah, yeah, the, especially when one of them's a striker. Uh, <laughs> who didn't score very many. Yeah, no, look, I think... Neither Judd Thornley nor um, Sam Winnell had, you know, long, long times, uh, long periods at Wednesday. You know, neither were there forever. Obviously, Thornley came through the academy, but I mean, at, at first team level. So yeah, I think it's it's. I'm not too worried about it. I, I think from a Wednesday perspective that there's been so much drama with so many other things. I don't tend to worry about former players so much anymore. Um, it's. Uh, We've played we've played against a fair few of them, and that's not happened, and they haven't scored against us. So, I I think that yeah, from a Wednesday perspective, I mean, Sam Hutchinson was asked about it earlier as well. Said you know, is it quite nice to go up against him? And he kind of said he won't bothered really. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, if he's not bothered, then neither am I. Yeah, was Sam Hutchinson on good form this afternoon, Alex? Always. Yeah, no, he's there's always a. A little bit of excitement when he's, he's, he's just box office. He's just really sort of relaxed with it and, and treats it for what it is, which is a bit of fun, really. Um, and, yeah, no, he was, he was good value. He was talking to Joe about smashing people in tackles. and I love that because he's literally what everyone is told as a kid is just like, you know, let them know you're there. And Sam's like, yeah, I still do that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, yeah, he, he's claimed... As a few players have, it has to be said to be the table tennis champion of Middlewood Road. Um, but yeah, he's, he's always good fun. Like I say, he, I think so, some of the some of the players, and you know, it is the way now. It's sort of um, uh, people are media trained and all the rest of it. Um, but yeah, Sam just just rolls on and and is Sam. He does not care. <laughs> I suppose when you're as, as good as he is, and when you've been at the kind of clubs he's been at. To say that he's not too bothered about coming up against the likes of Sam Winnell or Jordan Thornley, with the greatest respect to them, too, it could be other players. Oh he's- yeah, it was, it was absolutely not sense of any disrespect. It's just a case of he focuses on his own game and he focuses on the club that he's playing for. I, I don't think there's any sort of a, emotional aspect of coming up against players that he used to play with, sort of thing. Yeah, so it's a big game. Another one, obviously, another chance to cut that deficit to the, to the top six. They could even be up, end up in the playoffs on Saturday afternoon. But I think they need a six-goal swing, goal difference-wise. So. Perhaps a little bit unlike. You never know. You never know. Um, how do you see this one going down, Alex? The the game tomorrow. Sorry, you yeah. broke up a little bit there, Steve. Yeah. Um, hey, if they, if they play like they did on Saturday, the, the, there aren't many teams, if any team, that can sort of handle them in in this division. Um, that's the thing now for Wednesday. 
consistency. And and Darren spoke about that after the game. They have to put a, a run together at some stage. Um, and a run of wins. Um, I think I'm right in saying only once this season since August. Uh, they've won two in a row. You know, there's obviously been a lot of draws in there. And yeah, as we saw, it that run, as positive as it was, and there was momentum behind it, and it, it did just feel like things were building. It ultimately wasn't enough to put them in the playoff places. So uh, yeah, they need to win more football matches. And uh, yeah, like I say, if, if they play anywhere near like they did on Saturday, then they'll have a very good chance. Boxer at a good side. It's another big game. Uh, and they, they keep coming, you know, Ipswich the week after and then that manic run that we've spoken so much about. So, uh, it's good. yeah, it's going to be a full throttle few weeks. Easy for me to say that. Do you think, Joe, that obviously is going to be a busy February. Could that be a help potentially just to sort of get that momentum maybe and keep going off the back of a win? Sometimes when it's another seven days, it almost feels like it's hurting your momentum a little bit to, to be waiting. Yeah, the momentum thing's works both ways as well i think yeah, the, the the nice thing when you've got a lot of games is that when you do lose which is bound to happen you know they, it's not like they're going to go the rest of the season unbeaten you know when you lose there's another chance to sort of fix it and that that cliche is there but it's it's very true i mean we've seen this season what happens when you lose a game and then there's a massive break in between and it's almost like it sort of you know pilfers away and it, it festers, I suppose. Whereas when when there's a run of games that are really close together, um, chances are you're going to win a couple of them, and it, it just it, you ride the wave a little bit. Whereas when there's when there's nothing happening, and, and there's a break, when it, when you win, it's fine. You know, like this this last week's been great. You know, there's been, <laughs> you get a good result against Plymouth, and and it's quite nice because you're sort of on the crest of a wave a little bit. But yeah, I think though that that run of games, the fact that they come so thick and fast. Uh, it it will it will be good momentum wise, but again that also also depends on results and it also depends on availability. Because if you start losing players and you know you've got injuries that you have to deal with, all of a sudden it becomes very tricky because you've got to try and you go back to sort of sticking round pegs into square holes, and you don't have the players to do it and you don't have the time to get them back again. So there's a lot of there's a lot of bits that can can affect that momentum, but I do think that. From a Wednesday perspective, they'll be looking forward to, to that group of games because I think that they, if any team in the league need sort of needs that bit of a momentum boost, it'll be it's them at the minute. Feels like a nice note to end it on. Well, thanks very much, everyone, for listening and for all your engagement as well. And you never know, by well, this time next week, Sheffield Wednesday could be back in the playoff positions. Take care.